اوكي انا تسيدي نسوني شاتو لايت بيكاش بيت باستراش باي انا نو بشكر هين فيسبوك اوكي شوف ربيني كشروي تايب نيرز اني بوست كابوس نادي دفيو انا نو what is this so verbatim translation okay um she was at home just cleaning the rugs and cleaning the house you know she just wanted to get her mind off this she's thinking it ain't gonna happen ain't gonna happen ain't gonna happen and then all of a sudden she sees messages by me okay because i i i automatically thought okay I made the assumption that she knew that like this was going to happen. Like she actually physically said, "Yes, sure, no problem. I want to be with him." Okay, I had no idea. Like her father said, "Like we're just going to go out for coffee and see what's up." And she's like, "Okay, yeah, sure, no problem." She didn't even think we were going to go that far. Take a girl and a guy, and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it, and twenty years later, we give you power couple, Dr. Ray. and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Check us out online at couplesynergy.com and be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couples Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships. where we bring you our experiences with working with thousands of couples for over 15 years. You know, every day we get to hear intimate details about a couple's celebrations, disappointments, and everyday challenges. We've often wished these stories were shared because we know we are more similar than different. And so we've created not only an avenue where you can hear about people's intimate lives, but an atmosphere where people come over to our home pub, pour a drink, and share their stories. People like today's guests, Arben and Jezide, Did I get that right? Yeah. I've been trying so hard and <laughs> practicing. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. It's really a pleasure to have you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And you were, today we're going to be talking about arranged marriages, which is something that you two know very intimately, I should say. Yeah. Right? Personally. But before we get to that, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? How old are you? Where did you grow up? And uh, what do you do for a living? My name is Jezida Sadini. I'm 23 years old and I was born and raised in Macedonia. Great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And Arbin? I'm Arbin. I'm born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. I am currently a student at Northeastern Illinois University, and I'm also a counselor in training at the Lighthouse Emotional Wellness Center. Great, great. And, you know, obviously the, the listeners here are picking up on a different language. <laughs> and so can you guys tell us a little bit about your background, ethnic uh, background? Yeah, of course. Me and my wife are both uh, Albanians. My parents are, well, were born and raised in uh, former Yugoslavia before that country broke up. I was born and raised here in Chicago, Illinois, along with my sister as well, too. Mm-hmm. Our culture is a mix of... And I know I'm going to have uh, a lot of upset opinions over the over the air right now. It's a little bit mix of like Slavic with many Middle Eastern cultures as well, too, because um, Albanian history is very interesting. We were occupied by so many nations. At one point, we were our own empire. Then eventually, we had the Turks that came in and, and introduced Islam to us. So we are actually Muslim Albanians as well, too, from that era. Uh, what else is there? We do speak fluent Albanian, but there's so many different dialects. Like you have 
the Albanian from Albania, you have the Albanian from Kosovo, then you have the Albanian from Macedonia, and the Albanian from Montenegro. The big difference between those two is they intermix a bit of words from that nation. So if you're from Albania, you're speaking perfect grammatically correct Albanian, whereas me and my wife, we kind of intermix it sometimes with some Macedonian in there. And then we have ones in Kosovo, they do intermix it with some Serbian, but they also do speak more uh, close to the Albanian true Albanian dialect and the ones in Montenegro, they mix it up with the Montenegrin language themselves. So, so your your families both speak different dialects? Yes, yes. Wow, okay. Now, is that because it's regional? Like your families come from different um, towns or regions? Yeah, of course. I know my mom is half Albanian, half Montenegrin. Mm-hmm. My grandmother is Montenegrin. So they, so yeah, my mom, my uncle, and my aunt, they all grew up learning uh, Albanian and Serbo-Croat. As for me, I kind of can understand Serbo-Croat, but however, my primary language that I speak is Albanian. And even then, my Albanian isn't very good in comparison to like my wife's, my dad's, my mom's, and so on and so forth. Because mm-hmm. you were born here. Yes. Okay. When was the first time you went over to the old country? I was maybe two or three years old. I don't remember much of it. At that time, my family would go back a lot because my parents too, they were... I would like to say semi-arranged, and I can definitely get into that a bit later, difference between semi-arranged and fully arranged marriages. But yeah, we would go a lot. And then, of course, when the whole economic crisis did hit, we had to like cut back on how many times we wanted to go back. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until, let's see, three, four years ago, I went back. And that was maybe a good 10-year gap. 10, no, not even 10-year gap. Let's see, yeah, 10, 15-year gap. The last time I went there, I was like 15 years old prior oh. to the past few times I went. Okay. And now, Jay-Z Day, this is the first time you've been in the United States? Yes. And how long have you been here? One year. And did you get married here or did you get married? Right here in America. Okay. So how did you guys meet? So let me tell the story. My wife is going to laugh a lot and her laughter is basically an approval for how we met. So I was 21 years old and now my dad's uh, giving me that talk like, hey, you know, you're 21 year old Albanian male. You have to go home. You got to get married. We got to, you know, get this all uh, sped up. And there's me being born and raised in America. I'm like, you know, why can't you be normal Americans and let me find someone on my own here and so on and so forth. Let me be happy. Of course, that didn't swing so well with them, okay? I mean, with my mom and dad, they really wanted me to go back home, find an Albanian woman. And eventually, I just said, okay, you know what? Screw it. I'll give it a shot. Why not? What's the worst thing that can happen here? And is 21, like, the age that you would get married in the culture? Or is it that's, is that too late? My parents got married at, like, 18, 19. Okay. Typically, like, the quote-unquote cutoff point is, mm-hmm. like, around 25. But at this day and age, people are getting married a little bit more late. But it just really depends on like how traditional like uh, your village is. For example, my village is very religious. The village I come from is called Bogovoin. It is about 10, 20 minutes south of the city of uh, Tetovo. And like I said, it's a very traditional religious village. They want to get their kids married as soon as possible. Now, of course, I'm not saying at the age of 16, but once they're full-fledged adults. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I said, you know what, screw it. Why not? I'll give it a go. First time I went there was when I was 22 years old. My dad was taking me up and down, introducing me to, to different women. Now it's like, here's the girl, you're going to marry her, and that's it. 
it's like, you know, just go out with her. How do you like her? So on and so forth. If she doesn't like you, nothing you can do about it. Just, so you're just walking through the town and he's introducing you to... Oh, no, no, no. I mean, no. how does that work? <laughs> so the way how that works is it's typically like word of mouth from families. Like, oh my God, they have like a single daughter or a single son over there. They're at this age. You know, they're doing this, they're doing that. Maybe we should get them talking. And then we will go through like family friends who knows them, ask them about the family. It's almost like surveillancing the family from a distance, but yet everyone knows like what's going on. And then eventually like your neighbor's best friend's cousin's roommate, whatever, would ask them, hey, you know, this other kid from this village wants to marry your your son, daughter, or whatever. Are you guys cool with that? Yeah, you know, first let's get the meeting. Uh, let's see if they really love each other, if they really like each other, see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And if they want to be together, then we can move on from there. So you guys have to meet first. Of and, course. And there has to be like this connection first. It's not like you're told that you were getting married to this, you know, this other person and then that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Many years ago, like many years ago, it was like that. But they noticed, you know, that's not really working out. So let's give them their space. Let's see if they like each other and we can work from there. Did your families know each other? Not necessarily. My cousin is married to her cousin, uh, uh, Volteta and uh, Mumene. Volteta is my cousin and uh, Mumene is her cousin. They were husband and wife. And that's how we ended up like knowing of each other's families. Okay. So, yeah. And what was the first time you heard that he was looking for a wife? Okay. Uh, 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 she said that uh, she was very afraid at first when her cousin, well, not her cousin, I'm sorry, my cousin and her cousin approached her saying, hey, you know, this is guy in America. Cousin saying, of course, you know, he's my cousin. He doesn't all be any too well, but he's a, such a sweetheart. Did what, she what say that or are you just putting that word in there? <laughs> she actually said that. She said that. <laughs> my wife then said, like, okay, how about this? I, I will add him on Facebook. I'll talk to them. I'll see how he is. You know, this is America we're talking about. Not like he's going to come live here with me. I have to go there. I have to do all this. This is a huge deal. So my wife agreed. And um, from there, we just started talking about... Yeah. yeah. And how, how old were you when that started? Soviet. Nistenia. Uh, 21. 21. Mm -hmm. So you were both 21. No, she was 21. And at the time, I was 23. Okay. Yeah. So your dad mentioned it at 21, but it, it took a couple of years to yeah. get it. But what was the thought for you about potentially leaving your home country, your family, your friends, you know, coming to the United States, which you, you didn't know anything about and, you know, you didn't know the language. What was that? What was that experience like for you? City coming down, okay, city Aha, 
Okay. She said that um, she was like uh, very nervous at one point because she knew I couldn't speak Albanian too well. And we would use a lot of Google Translate to try and go back and forth. And she's thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have to use this app when I'm in America. This is going to be crazy. <laughs> uh, however, she felt that if she were to come here with me, she would have like a better life. But on top of that, she would feel like she would be a much stronger woman. Oh. Like learn how to like, you know, do things on her own a bit. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Is is there a difference between a marriage in that in your old country and here and how women are treated or what the roles are, the expectations? Uh So she said it's very, very, very different uh, in between two cultures. For example, um, what she noticed is American girls in comparison to, well, like girls from like the Balkans. They will go out in sweatpants, sweat uh, like a sweat top or whatever, hair undone, no makeup, so on and so forth, and immediately out the house within five minutes, unless it's like a like a super fancy party. Whereas uh, women back uh, in our part of the woods, they need at least an hour to just to get ready uh, to find out what they want to wear, what they want to do, so on and so forth, because um, they don't want to be made fun of if they come out like looking like bleh or anything like that. As for like weddings and like just overall. When it just comes to like the the male versus female culture over there here, my wife was very shocked to find that like a lot of women were working as well too. I mean, uh, I don't want to say like very surprised by it, but like, oh wow, you know, it's it's actually a much bigger thing than what I thought it was. Whereas the women back home, uh, typically they're mostly housewives. If they want to go out somewhere, they constantly have to ask if they're late by anything. Uh, sometimes the husbands could get very possessive and jealous, like, oh, my God, like, how come you it took you half an hour to get home or how come it took this or how come it took that, so on and so forth. So overall, what she's saying is that, like, women here have a bit more, like, freedom to, like, do what they please, whereas the women back at home, it's very traditional, very cultural. You have to ask where you want to go. You have to, like, wear your makeup. You have to look good, presentable, so on and so forth. Mm. Now the the religious background is is, is Muslim, correct? Uh, the Albanian culture, it's there's a two major religions: uh, a Catholic Orthodox, mm-hmm. and then you have um, uh, you have Islam. So, but Islam is the is the overall arcing religion. That's that is the main religion yes. in the country. Okay, um, so is are those cultural differences or are those differences that are more religious? Those are differences more religious. I mean, generally speaking, Albanians don't really care uh-huh. about what you are. I mean, if you're Albanian, you're Albanian, and they'll treat you like no different, no same than anyone else. But yeah, we do have our own like many cultural differences. It's like mm-hmm. there's subcultures in there. Uh, an example of this is, for example, let's say, okay, so me and my wife, we go back to Macedonia, we do the wedding ceremony there. 
when she comes to my house over there, what the women uh, have to do in uh, in that village is give her gold. Like uh, that's something that we commonly do. Like give her gold. They would like normally put like some sort of like like a skin glue on the gold, and like they would put it on her face. But like of course, make it look like a beautiful pattern, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. They would do something like that. So, and that and that's part of the the cultural ceremony of getting married. Yes. Okay. Okay. So your guys' first contact was through Facebook? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, through Facebook. And how long between that and actually meeting? It was about one year. Yeah, yeah it was definitely about a one year. Facebook Yeah. And what were each of you thinking during that first year? Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so uh, what she said was uh, she was extremely nervous when talking to me because as she was looking through my photos on Facebook, she was like, wow, the this dude is not an Albanian at all. This I'm literally marrying an American right now, mm-hmm. uh, who does like who doesn't like going out to cafes every night. Instead, will like to go out and play airsoft, or okay. will go out to like eat like burgers every night, so on and so forth, and barely can speak the language perfectly. Like she was very nervous. Like she at that point she thought like yeah, there's no way we're gonna get engaged. <laughs> there's no way this is gonna happen. But she gave me a chance and just wanted to see what would happen. And how about you? What were you thinking that year? Holy shit. Um, <laughs> I was scared shitless. Like, oh my God, like I'm only 23 years old. What is every other 23-year-old my age doing? They're probably going out, buying their first sports car. They're, you know, drinking it up. They're having fun. They're, I don't know, like they're, they're being a player, so on and so forth. And then here's me like, oh, now I have to get my life together as early as possible. And I'm like, oh my god, is this right? Is this right? This is, is this right? I'm about to like go over there and potentially pick up a random woman that I just met for like X amount of days, um, and bring her here to America, and she knows nothing. So I have to like quote unquote like appropriate her to American culture. Yeah, it was nerve wracking. So, so tell us about the day you guys met. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So uh, with her story, I will definitely translate that as well too as I'm telling mine because of course our stories like intertwined. Mm-hmm. So to start off with mine, um, I remember I got there with uh, with my dad. And this was maybe the third time we, we went back to Macedonia for me to find someone. The, of course, the first few times didn't go well. 
I remember it was as soon as I landed in the airport, I told her, "Hey, just want to let you know, I made it to you know, I made it to uh, 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 to the Scopia Airport. I'm probably gonna go straight home first, rest for two days because, of course, jet lag sucks. And then I would definitely like to meet with you." She says, "Of course, you know, great, we can definitely do that." Those two days went by real quick. Like, holy hell. I was dreading those two days. Like, you know, let this take its time. You know, I want to enjoy myself as a single man. It'll be great. And next thing you know, oh my God. Okay, so today's the day I'm going to meet her. The hours went by very quick. And my cousin was like, are you ready? You know, we're going to go see her. I'm still in my PJs at this point. And I'm like, uh, oh, that's uh, right now. You should take a shower. You can do this. I'm like, I'm going to wing it, okay? I just put on some like nice pair of jeans. I put on a decent shirt. And we went uh, to this mall. At this mall, at the very top, there's this huge cafe. Um, it was the mall was called Palma Mall, a cafe was Cafe Emporium, and it was me, my older cousin, and his wife. We were just sitting down, you know, relaxing, uh, having uh, uh, some coffee together, and then all of a sudden, my cousin, her cousin, and she uh, comes in, and then um, of course my cousin and her cousin shake our hands, gives a hug, say, "Hey, it's nice to see you guys. You know, it's so good, so good. How's everything? So on and so forth." And there's her at a distance, kind of like her head tilted off to the right and looking at me like, "Oh, okay, so there he is. There's the American kid I'm, you know, might be with one of these days." And um, now from there, now this is from my wife's point of view. She was scared shitless, very, very, very nervous, and I was like, "Oh my god, here he is." And she would not look at me at all. Like I would try to talk to her and then she would look at me like, oh, hi, you know, how are you? And then immediately look away. And what she's saying is all he did was just stare directly at her the entire time, like trying to make eye contact, so on and so forth. That you were staring at her? Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> she's very, very pretty and stuff. And, oh my God. Hi. <laughs> I'm like, okay. You know, you know, I like, like when I finally saw her, I'm like, okay, I feel very, very comfortable now. Okay. And then after that, my uh, my cousin's uh, and my cousin's uh, uh, husband both walked out. And uh, they just said, like, you know, take your time, walk around a bit. We'll see you guys in like half an hour, okay? So we just sat there. We drinking coffee together. We just wanted to get to know each other. We just asked about, like, you know, Mas- uh, like life in Macedonia, life in America. And then after that, uh, we just walked around the mall a bit. And according to my wife, she stated that she was shaking the entire time. Like, oh my God, I'm just meeting this guy. And he's like very talkative and I feel very embarrassed. I'm not talking to him. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so what happens from there? Okay. From there, um, uh, I messaged my cousin. And I'm like, hey, you know, we're done talking. And my cousin was like, okay, uh, meet us outside. Because they went to a different place, like maybe a good 20 minutes away from the mall uh, to go have coffee there, okay? And so I just sat outside with her and we were just sitting down relaxing. And uh, I don't know, like it just got to one point we were just smiling, like, like she said, each other, like, oh, I couldn't have one smile. See, but like, just though. I just said, like, hey, you know, I just want to really say, like, I really, I really like your makeup. You know, I think it, it, it looks really nice. She's like, oh, you know, thank you, all that stuff. And then I asked her, like, hey, you know, um, do you mind if we take a picture together? It's like, yeah, okay. You know, we can definitely take a picture. We take a picture. And that was like the first time we met. And I said like, you know, like, I'm not sure if we're going to go on with this, but I just want to say like, you know, you're a very good friend. You've been very good to me because she helped me a lot before prior to like us uh, uh, getting engaged, getting married. Like she, like she was there when my, uh, when my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer and had her surgery. She sent me like a long essay <laughs> And uh, told me just to give it to her mom. And mom was like, you marry her. Okay, I don't care. You go marry her. She's a sweetheart. 
she was there when my aunt died of cancer and when my cousin died of cancer. And then after all that, uh, when my dog died, like she stood up all night while I was crying. Was that all during that first year before you met? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like literally months leading up Mm -hmm. to that point. Like I was in god awful tears, but she was there for me. She was talking to me like, don't worry, it's all right. I get it. I understand. Like she was very sweet with me. And, And I think that's what really pushed me to go over to Macedonia and say, you know what? I really need to see her. For all I know, I mean, maybe she is the one for me. Who knows? How long between that first meeting and getting, do you get engaged? Do you get married? How does that work? Uh, we got engaged. Okay. Four days. <laughs> so you met four days later, you're engaged. Yeah. And then... I mean, I mean, just to let you know, like, it wasn't just strictly mm-hmm. Facebook. We used an app called Viber where we did talk a lot mm-hmm. and we did, like, you know, video chat each other. So, yeah. And then after those four days from being engaged, how long till you're married? It, uh, so, we had to wait a whole year. Okay. Because it, it was just so much paperwork that we had to do. For the U.S. or for... Yeah, for the U.S. Okay. Yeah, for the U.S. Yeah, it was just a year of us not seeing each other. We did talk every single day. And of course, you know, that definitely put a lot of strain uh, in our, you know, in our engagement as well to Corona Kashko Prapka Marik Pernivich Shom Shom Nervos Nebona Tsenia Nokapa Pernivich Shdao. Okay. Akoni Periode Kechen Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, you know, it definitely put a strain on us, and it got to the point where we did have to bring our families together and say, you know, what, guys, we really need your help. Like, what's going on? Mm. You know, like we're you know we're trying to like make things better, but we feel like nothing's working out. You know, I really like her; she really likes me. Mm-hmm. What do we do from there? And what then, kind of help were you looking for from the families? Just advice, like what the hell do we do? And, oh. Is that in terms of paperwork, or is it in terms of no, no, logistics? like 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 uh, like in that it was more like um, it wasn't like paperwork, like paperwork that was all settled. Okay, it's just a very painstaking long process. Mm-hmm. Like for her to come here to America, it took a whole year, and now for her to get a green card, it took a whole year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we're at the end of it, but what we what the help that we were looking for, it's just more like support for us. It's like, look, you know what? She's very pissed off. She wants to see me, but I can't physically go over there. And, you know, she's not understanding this. Oh, like our, like American culture, where it's just strictly work, 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 vacation. You get your two weeks, you're done. You can't go anymore. Right. Whereas, like, like when it goes back to, like, the, like the men and women in Macedonia, whoever's working, I know my cousins, they go to the factory to work. And then after that, they just tell their bosses, hey, you know, I'm going to go spend two hours with, uh, with my family. Yeah, no problem. Go ahead. Spend like an hour or two with your family, drink coffee, eat dinner, and then come back to work. So, so it's more laid back. Yeah, it's very laid back. More tell, family oriented. Mm-hmm. Like. Tell us the story about the the day you guys got engaged. How how did that happen? Në sopsushim se do të njifna në pakës, kina nevoj në pak, të i marje, punë ala do të njifna, ok, e, e në shkoj unë shpajnë e babi imë sot unë duca të eka me babën e Arbinit, se nëse ta e pëlqish Arbinim, se ta zgjatim këtë punën e feje se stalion për vitin qëtër, ok, e nëmë pëjsam Arbinit i kalzit traditat si unë të ne, se do të zate e këtë babi me babin tem, njoftohan, Endoshan e di du fejo, ana, ana Arbini, ok, sa nuk o problemu në disa në babit, 
Okay, uh, so again, we're gonna intertwine the stories a bit. After you know, after we like broke off from the uh, from the mall. Now I'm not saying broke off in a negative way. Like, okay, you go your way, I'll go my way, whatever. As I was in the car, immediately my cousin and his wife turned around. Like as they're driving, like think about like someone driving, turning around and not even looking at the road. So how was she? How was she? How was she? I'm like, can you look at the fucking road for a minute? <laughs> um. But they're asking me about her. I'm like, look, I think she's great. But what I, what me and her made a deal on is we're going to wait a bit, okay? Because we don't want to rush into things. We want to make sure we are truly right for each other. Like I said, like three to six months, I'll come back. And if we really want to do this, we'll get engaged. And she agreed. Like, yeah, we can totally do that. Of course, when I got home, all like the women, the family suffocated me. <laughs> they're like, oh my God, so how is she? How is she? Was she great? Was she this? Was she that? <laughs> you know, you don't have to listen to them. Was she this? Yeah. And like, same thing with her, like oh. all the women in her family, <laughs> like not like just like her mom and her like uh, two sisters, like her mom, sisters, <laughs> cousins, aunts, all those people came by just like the FBI interrogating. So I'm like, how is he? How is this? How is this? How is this? <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. No, it was a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I just told my family, like, what I told my family was like, you know what? You need to back off. I need to talk to my parents about this because if she, if we do get engaged, she's going to be living with me, not with you. But of course, they like the pride. They like to listen. Like, oh, no, no. I mean, it's okay. Don't worry about it. She's going to learn. She's going to do this. She's going to do that. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, my dad was super forward. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she's going to be great. You're going to love her so much. And my mom, of course, uh, she wanted to take a step back and said, listen, if you really do like her, I just want to say, I'll be very proud of you and I'll be very happy with you. You know, if you want, if you want to be with her, if you don't want to be with her, no matter what, I still love you. I'll still be happy with you. And I don't want you like, you know, jumping into it. And next thing you know, three months later, you two are not meant to be together. Okay. I liked her answer. But then again, for some reason, her answer gave me so much pressure. <laughs> okay. And then now here comes my dad, like in the exact same room as I'm sitting there, like, oh my God, oh my God, what's going and, on? And your mom's on? not there, right? No, she's no, she's not. Here. Yeah, she's back uh, She's back in the States with my sister. And my sister gave me the exact same speech as well. But my dad was like, so do you want to do this or not? I'm like, you know, I think we should really think about this. And my dad's like, you got 24 hours. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So this is after the agreement you guys made. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're going to wait like six months. And then your dad's saying, well, you have 24 hours to figure this out. Yeah. And of course, like like the mentality over there is like, no, dude, you got to do this now. Because for all you know, she might uh, want to be with someone else. Or, you know, like she's going to think you're not serious. My dad, we made the agreement. It's fine. Um, uh, Sorry, and I'm just translating to my wife what exactly I was saying. But um, after that, I'm like, fuck it, let's go. Okay. And then, <laughs> so you agreed you're going to go, go ahead like, with it. I'm like, fuck it, let's go. My dad's like, good. Now I'm going to call her father. And just to let you know, like her father gave her the exact same speech that my dad did like oh for all you know maybe he can find another girl in america or here you need to like get this thing done on the road and she's like okay let's let's talk now this is where it gets interesting when we do the talks the wife is not present the only people who were present was me my dad and my two cousins uh, all the men yeah all the men and then on the other side again all the men it was her father her uncle and my uncle so basically my cousin's uh father okay mm-hmm. And we're all just sitting there having like a cup of coffee, some ice cream, saying like, hey guys, how's it going? You know, we just want to get to know you, all this stuff. After we finish the coffee, then that's when we go into the business transaction. Business transaction. (laughs) I always laugh and call it a business transaction because my dad's like, okay, so 
so my son wants to marry your daughter and your daughter wants to marry my son. You know, like, what do you want from us? And of course, uh, her father uh, straight up said, we don't want anything. All we want is our daughter to have a better life and be happy and live with, you know, someone who's going to take care of her and treat her right. When you say they want, you know, what do you want? That kind of thing. It's like uh, dowry. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah. So typically in this negotiation, families are are exchanging actual like money and and property and things like that. Yeah, sometimes it, it, it is like that, but I know like the like the culture slowly moving away from that. Because uh-huh. like like this like this whole Western movement that's going on over there in Albania and like many of the different Albanian villages within the different countries. So people are trying to get away from that. Mm. But ideally, you know, that's what happened, but that's what her dad said, you know, just we just want her to live somewhere happy and healthy mm-hmm. and where she can raise her family, get an education and do all that stuff. And my dad said, like, well, you know, uh, we feel the same way. We're not asking for anything. And uh, her father turned around and said, well, you know what? We give you uh, our blessing. We allow our daughter to marry your son. And my dad was like, well, I, I, you know, I feel the same way. You know, I give my, uh, you know, I give blessing as well, too. And I would like my son to marry your daughter. And of course, everyone jumps up like, oh, my God. Oh, you know, Hadley Koft, which Hadley Koft means like, oh, yes, congratulations or hallelujah, things like that. And then my dad was like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me ask my son one last time, okay? If he says no, no hard feelings, we're done. And the guy was like, oh, I'm sorry. No problem, okay? Like all the men on her side of the family, my dad looks at me and says, yes or no? The longest five seconds of my life, I look at him and I said, dad, do you really think this is a good idea for me? And my dad's like, five, four. <laughs> and then like, I'm flipping a coin in my head at this point. I'm like, okay, if it's, uh, if it's heads, I say yes. If it's tails, it ain't gonna happen. And then like, once that coin falls in my head, it says heads. I'm like, fuck it, let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with it. Everyone gets up. Oh, I lick off, I lick off. You know, they all give me hugs and kisses. Her dad starts crying. And I'm sitting there like, God damn it. Like literally 10 seconds ago, I was a single man. Now I'm engaged. What the fuck just happened? What's, what are you thinking when he's out at this meeting? What are you doing? Okay. Okay, on a in so to the pickers, but the pastrash pie and on Vishkurim Facebook, okay, show her binim Kashruita type near the Veni Posteca Bosa Nadi What is this? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, verbatim translation, okay? Um, right. She was at home just cleaning the rugs and cleaning the house. You know, she just wanted to get her mind off this. She's thinking it ain't gonna happen, it ain't gonna happen, it ain't gonna happen. And then all of a sudden, she sees messages by me, okay? Because I, I, I automatically thought, okay, I made the assumption that she knew that like this was going to happen. Like she actually physically said, "Yes, sure, no problem. I want to be with him." Okay, I had no idea. Like her father said, "Like we're just going to go out for coffee and see what's up." And she's like, "Okay, yeah, sure, no problem." She didn't even think we were going to go that far. So she didn't know that this conversation, this negotiation, as you say, was actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> business transaction. The business <laughs> transaction. Business one. So what's the message that she sees? She opens up Facebook and sees her tagged in some of my posts saying, Hey guys, I just want to let you know I finally have a wife. Because like like the running joke with the I, I remember that post. Yeah. <laughs> And like, and like the running joke within like the Chicago Airsoft uh, Association was like, so Arvin, when are you going to go home and find wife? Come on, go find wife, go and find wife. 
And I just wrote a post saying like, well, guys, you know, just want to let everyone know I got engaged. And So before she knows... Yeah. You you're posting. Facebook. Yeah, I posted about it. And I told my dad like, hey, you know, are you okay if I post this right now or don't post it at all? My dad's like, hell yeah, post it. Oh my God, oh my God, I'm Agababa, now I'm Agababa. Agababa means like, I am now like the father-in-law of someone else. Oh. And this is like a huge thing. And it's it's like a title that every dad wants to have. To be a father-in-law. Yeah, of course. Wow, that's amazing. And my dad was going nuts and I posted. And then all of a sudden she texts, like, like she sends me a message via Viber and she's like, did we get engaged? I'm like, yeah. Let's <laughs> go. We on? got engaged. <laughs> and there I'm sitting on like the bed, like, son of a gun, I just got engaged. Okay. Um, did you guys see each other that day? Yeah. So um, the whole like quote unquote business transaction, and you don't, I don't want to call it a business transaction anymore, <laughs> like the whole engagement talks uh, that happened in the morning. Negotiations. Um, yeah, there we go. Uh, that happened in the morning. And then immediately we set the plans for the engagement dinner that night. So like all I know is my dad and my cousins are going up and down, finding the best restaurant there, uh, finding the best food, um, seeing what we can do, what we want. And uh, there was a mall, maybe a good 10 minutes away from where we met. We went upstairs to that mall, beautiful restaurant, by the way. And yeah, we just uh, talked to them. Uh, we did the catering they asked us what we wanted to do and yeah, so on and so forth, all that, uh, many, many stuff. And so that night, my dad was like, put on your best suit. You know, you're going to get engaged tonight. This is going to be the greatest day of our lives, so on and so forth. And I'm sitting there like, you know, it still hasn't hit me yet. <laughs> yeah, it still hasn't hit me yet. And I'm thinking about her, like, what is she thinking right now? What is she? And you guys have only seen each other at the mall. Yeah. For one time. Yeah. So there isn't in, in your culture, like the traditional proposal. No. Right? Like proposal happens here in the US. I mean, it's slowly happening over there. Like it slowly is, okay. but traditionally speaking, yeah, it's not like the standard proposal. The guy gets down on one knee. I mean, right. I've even heard like women getting out getting down on one knee for the guy as well and saying, Will you marry me? And there you go. Right. Yeah, it's it's the so, family's so ha- involved. Having that kind of perspective, right, from your culture, what what do you guys think about the tr- traditional US proposal? My wife says that she's kind of unfamiliar with how the Americans do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she only seen like what they do in the movies. Like, right. the guy gets on one knee, will you marry me? And that's it. Whereas uh, back in Macedonia, we had a very small engagement party. And the reason why was because at the time we had so much loss in our family that it would be culture, like, uh, like uh, at a cultural standpoint, distasteful to have like live music and have a lot of people. It'd be like insensitive to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And of course, at the time, it was my dad's niece that passed away of cancer, mm. like three months prior. And so we just had like a small 
dinner. We opened up our rings. And then after that, um, she had the, yeah, my ring and I had her ring. I gave her my ring and she gave me. Where did you get the rings? A funny story. So I, I made a joke with my dad like a year prior. I'm like, uh, I'm like, yeah, dad, you want to buy me a ring? I'm like, yeah, buy me this ring, $120. And it has a Rammstein on it. Rammstein, of course, is my, is my favorite band of all time. I was making a joke at that, okay? I mean, that's like, totally no problem. A week later, what happens? I see a package from Germany with Rammstein stickers on it. I'm like, what the hell is this? I pop it open and there's the ring for me. I'm like, oh. And then I look at my parents. I'm like, you know, I was joking about this. And they're like, yeah, we just want to take it like a step farther and, you know, complete the joke. I'm like, okay. So there goes my ring. Is that the ring you're wearing right now? Yeah, this is the ring that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> so it's, it's an engagement and a wedding ring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then um, as for her ring, like I wanted to be involved with it, but my mom, sister, aunt, grandmother were like, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. We ladies, we know what we want and what we do. We'll buy it. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I'm like, um, okay. I mean, this is weird, but normally the guy has to be there. And so like, yes, you know, put his heart and soul into like whatever ring he wants. And my, yeah, my mom goes over there and this is prior to we getting engaged. Okay sends the picture to me. I'm like, oh, well, you know, like that's uh, that's definitely a beautiful ring. Buy it. And then immediately my mom sends the picture to her. And now my wife's like getting the idea like, oh my God, he's going to get engaged to me. I'm like, why would you send her that picture? Like, you know, like, I don't know anything yet. Like, what's wrong with you? And my mom's like, oh, well, shit, too late. It happened. So yeah, that's how we got our rings. And, and is that traditional too? Where, you know, the groom really isn't the one picking out the ring. It's like the family members that are doing yeah, that? Yeah, it's like the family members does everything. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like on top of that, there's like a ton of gifts that, that we would send uh, uh, to the fiance. Well, like, uh, like we would send to my wife. And of course, I would get gifts as well, too, but not as much in comparison to her. They would literally spend a week on like what gifts we need to buy her, so on and so forth, before we go to her house. Like and they're supposedly from you, but yeah. your family is the one that's buying the gifts and sending it to her. Yeah. And is it her family that's sending the gifts to you? Not as much gifts, but it's, okay. but yeah, like that is the idea. But mostly it's us giving her gifts. It's more like a way for the families to woo her in. Oh. You know, like to bring her in. I'm like, hey, you know, don't worry. We'll take care of you. We'll do all this and everything. Just come with us, you know, be like a, like our new, like a wife, our new sister of the house, so mm -hmm. on and so forth. Yeah, we definitely did not skimp out at any of her gifts. We had them all laid out. We had them in these big, beautiful silver boxes, like maybe 10 of them. And we just like laid them out. And she had to like slowly open them, present them in front of the family. Is this at the engagement mm -hmm. party? Yeah, this is, I know the engagement party uh, already happened, but this is us finally going to her house. This is like now saying this is So this is, is the still in the visit. same visit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you have an option or was your wedding going to look like this no matter what? No matter who the, the groom was. Just how seen that was the dark profile. Um, I just how Tika Mandao was a Tino Capadli de Pusha Camboya. No, just how Mandao. I compact my plan to show me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She said, like, that's how it was planned. So she didn't okay. care who mm -hmm. she got married with. But yeah. She didn't care who she got married to. Yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> like, like you know, that's how she wanted it. <laughs> because you could have potentially dated someone and did an American type of romance mm -hmm. slash marriage. Yeah, of course. And and my parents, uh, even though like they say the option was there, like, you know, you don't have to get anyone over there. You can get someone here. There was like that little underlying thing. Right. It's like, you know, you can get whoever, but we really, really, really prefer you get someone from over there. So do they not date over there? There's no dating? Um, uh, 
patitin si na American bontao nieno ka marke familia o chulo kio cao cao uro do kio cao cao solo tuo shkuan ku do ati. Ah, yeah, I mean, back at home, it's very, very taboo to do that because, I mean, a lot of people want to start doing that. The thing is, a lot of the older generations are saying like, oh, wow, look at this girl. Like, you know, she dated someone last year. Now she's with another guy. And then like she was with this guy for three years and now she's with another guy. I mean, that's the, like the standard American process, you know. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the people back home will be like, oh, she must be a slut or she must be doing this or she must be doing that. Oh, so she gets like blacklisted then. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. She definitely gets blacklisted. Yeah. Yeah. And do the guys do too? If if a guy does that? Not as much, but it depends. Like he really needs to do something very, very, very stupid. Like funny story. My own dad at one point was blacklisted from many families. Like, no, like uh, no one married, you know, have him get married with your daughters or anything like that. He's such a bully. He's beat up my kids. He's done this. My dad was a bully when he was younger. Uh-huh. And it wasn't until my grandfather said like, yeah, you know, we'll give him a chance. Why not? And he bullied my mom when they were in grade school mm-hmm. together. And there was many people like straight up telling my grandfather, look, dude, I'll give you five grand to not do that. Or if you really are going to do that, kill your own daughter instead of like having her getting married with him. And what do you know, many years later, like 30 plus years later, my family's been happily married. So <laughs> did, did either of you consider anyone else? Yeah, she said, like, no, she never saw anyone else because she knew the men back in Macedonia get extremely jealous. Like, let's say she goes out, like, wants to see someone and, you know, they don't, you know, they don't really hit it off. So then she goes out with another guy. A lot of guys and uh, girls back in Macedonia, they love to talk. Like you may not know this person that you see in front of you, but they might know your your cousins, best friends, uncles, and it's gonna go all the way around. Everyone likes to talk back home. So mm-hmm. as for me, I mean, I did go back a few times, then I did meet a few people. Like the first person I met, I literally looked at my dad and I'm like, Hey dad, you know, um, is she, you know, is she actually nineteen years old? Because she looks like a child. <laughs> I swear to God. Like it was a very, very, very weird. My dad's like my dad's like, let me ask again, hold up. Because now he's getting like thinking uh thinking about this, looking at her, then looking at him like, okay, hold up. And my cousin said, Yes, don't worry, she's 19 years old, relax. And we didn't hit it off, you know. Like mm. she didn't look at me, she didn't even like want to like recognize I was there. And I think her father was asking for a ton of money at the time. Mm. And my dad was like, you know what, I don't think I can get along with his family, but my dad still said, like, if you like her, go for it. If not, I'm like, you know what, don't worry about it. I don't care. So you had the same kind of meeting. That that the two of you had like going to a mall and just having coffee, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, of course. but you didn't hit it off. No, we absolutely okay. did not hit it off. Uh, it. The second person um, <clears throat> was one of my cousin's best friend's friend that they went to university together. He came over and said, like, "Okay, I know a girl who knows English very well. I think you two would hit it off." We talked for a good five six months, and I said, "You know, I really like you, and I really like to see you." And she was like, "Yeah, of course, you know, totally." And I said, just want to let you know, it's expensive for me to buy a plane ticket and to go all the way over there. So if I'm going to go over there, you know, I would like to meet. But if you don't want to meet, just let me know right now. I won't take it to a fence and we'll call it quits and call it a day. She's like, no, no, no. I would like for you to like uh, come by. I'm like, okay, cool. Tell my parents, you know, I like this girl. I'll meet her. She seemed very sweet. And like, yeah, no problem. 
they buy a plane ticket a month later. I tell her, like, hey, just let you know, you know, I'm finally going to see you. This is going to be great. She's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great, too. I get to the airport in Escopia. And uh, I text her, I'm like, hey, just let you know, I landed at the airport. She messaged me back saying, oh, just want to let you know, I just want to be friends. I don't want to do anything else with you. I don't want to marry you because there's someone else. I'm like, I'm like, are you kidding me? Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So that does happen to a lot of guys as well, too. Uh And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to see you. I don't want to meet you because I told you four or five times, are you okay with this? Did you want to do this? Mm -hmm. And I said, you had the chance to say no. How is uh, divorce viewed? Okay. Okay. So it's actually like a bit religiously involved back in Macedonia. So the way how it goes is what we say is Hoja, which is in English the Imam, okay? They would like both parties, both families would have to go to them and say, you know what? Uh, they like them too, they want to get a divorce. And of course, like the Imam will need to like sit them down and talk to them. Do you really, really, really want to do this? Okay. And of course, if they really, really want to do this for X, Y, Z reasons, whatever, then they will do it. But the thing is, like now the imam kind of plays as almost like the lawyer. Mm. Okay. Like like the imam will go uh, to that house and um, will like, yeah, we'll go to the house where the husband is and uh, have the wife like remove all of her stuff, everything, every bit of thing. And then once that's done, yeah, like uh, like the imam just makes sure uh, to see that she's safe walking out and nothing bad happens to her. Mm-hmm. And after that, that's it. They're done. It's over with. All the documents that they had, like the imam has to like now make a new set of documents saying they're done, they're divorced. Yeah. But but it doesn't happen too frequently. Uh, yes and no. Like, so, like there's some mm-hmm. couples that may last for a year and then something might happen, boom, they're done. And then mm-hmm. you have other couples that are good for like 15, 20 years and then something happens then. So, okay. How do they tend to like the children or are they financially responsible still? So typically speaking, since the women don't work, the women will take care of uh, the kids a good majority of the time. And the husband has to give money to the family. Yeah, you know, you know we've interviewed a uh, divorce attorney and we've, we've spoken about the topic of blended families and you know, just kind of how the culture is here in the United States that like one out of two marriages really end up in divorce, mm-hmm. right? And that step families are the, the largest family structure in the United States. I imagine that it's not as, you know, popular in, you know, in Macedonia as it is here in the U.S. And it's probably not as, as seen as, as trivial as it, as it is here. Mm-hmm. Would you say? Mm-hmm. 
Kjo është diferenca në opak shumë problem për të dajtë guri. Opak më problem se sa ta, si është normale. So, in, in a comparison to America, it's, it's, oh, it's almost taboo to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's because it's not like you're going to get a divorce and call it a day. And like, you know, we Americans, we don't talk about, it. okay, it's done. It's over with. You might bring it up in therapy. You might bring it up with your best friends or something like that. But beyond that, that's it. Whereas back at home, you get, if you get a divorce, everyone and their mothers are going to know what was the reason, what happened, what's been going on. And then from there, it's not like, okay, you're divorced now. You can be free for a while. It's not like, okay. You have like X amount of time for you to be alone. Then you got to jump back on the ball. Get remarried. Yeah. And it's not like, and it's not only that for divorce, but it's also for engagement as well, too. Like I know a family who's, uh, who the, like the, the wife died and, you know, they had a kid together. They just went out, found someone else. And they so happened to find someone else whose husband died and they had a small child as well, too. And they just yeah. put them together. Okay. Mm-hmm. They had something in common. Yeah. They had something in common and said, there you go. Just treat the kid with love and respect. You know, you're going to love him as much as you love your own kid. And that's that. Mm-hmm. How long into your guys' relationship did you know you loved the other person? Mm-hmm. Pas, kur kuma artë në Amerikë këtë onë. Atere, në mëshë mu jem kone dëshurëmë se sa prina feja ose asë disa mujve. She said that it wasn't until she finally came to America. It took her like a month because she was still very ambivalent about what was going on. Like if I really loved her or if I was just using her and who knows, like going behind someone, like going out behind her back and sleeping with someone else. Um, but it wasn't until like after the month was over, she really realized like, you know, like she's going to have a good time with me. You know, like how I act and how I treat her and like the friends that I mm-hmm. have and my family as well, too. What about for you? Uh, for me, um, so like I said, uh, my dog died uh, about two months prior to us meeting. And that was very devastating for me. And of course, dogs and, you know, back home, no one really likes dogs or cares for dogs. Like very few people have a pet dog. Uh, yeah, we'll have a pet dog. And if you, have, if you have that pet, it's outside in the cage, like just left outside, mm-hmm. maybe a little like wooden shed and call it a day whereas you have jasmine here in the back right she's sleeping on the couch <laughs> and that's super taboo you don't do that jasmine mm-hmm. our therapy dog of yes course. <laughs> yeah uh, she realized how much i love my dog and how much i cried like she's she basically said like i cried as if i lost my own like a family member and and this is already like a day after we got engaged we just decided to go out and meet and i'm still in my head thinking am i really gonna like this girl that i make a mistake you know like i don't want all this happening like like what if we break up right now how bad is it going to be i don't want people making fun of her she's a sweethearted person i just want what's the best for her. you know i was just it was going through my head so many things so many things were going through my head and she says give me one minute we went outside some store and i'm not paying attention to the store the store was a printing shop okay mm-hmm. and i'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god what do i do what do i do should i just tell her right now like you know i'm sorry thank you but i think we made a mistake we should be doing this whatever and then she comes out and says i want to give you something i'm like Oh, um, okay. Thank you. I open up the bag. I pull out like all the stuffing in there and there's a coffee mug. I'm like, okay. I pull out the coffee mug. It says junior. And on front is the picture of my dog junior. And I immediately looked at it. I looked at her. I started crying and I gave her a huge hug. And I said, like, I told myself, I'm like, okay, like all those thoughts I had before immediately vanished. I'm like, I think I'll be just fine. So, so what are some of the highlights and the, Challenges you guys have had merging and becoming a, a couple. Uh, ch- uh, 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 
tashtrinë. Për mua kam sufer se je kujdes në stop për mu, për dëshurin tonë të jetë sa më e mërë, sa më e fordë bëhet, respekti matë ka kom për taj për mu që ke patë, në familja jote, për mu në lidhje me taj kur gjojës kom patë keqë, për vetë se unë atë mërëzin teme që kom patë për familjen teme, që mund kua në stop për ditë për natë, që vëqë për qatë më ndojë, se për lidhje me taj kom patë dë njësën keqë. The biggest things that she loved about coming here and like being with me is that like I was very respectful, I was very courteous with her. I mean, of course, we did like I did have mistakes here and there because I was still, even though I was born and raised around the the Albanian culture, there's so much I don't know. She, what she stated beyond that was, you know, you're very courteous with me, very sweet with me, very patient with me, even on my most like worst days because she really missed her family. Like she has not seen her family in over a year right now because we're waiting for all this paperwork. Like for her to get her green card and we made a promise the moment she gets that she will go back home. So, yeah, like that's the biggest challenge for her is missing her family and coming home to this new family. But beyond that, she just felt she just feels very happy that I was very patient with her and understanding. And how about for you? The biggest challenge for me was I was living a single life before, you know, just going out to bars with friends and family, enjoying a good time, going out whenever the hell I want to. Now I'm married to someone. Okay. And I'm like, oh, shoot, um, how does this, you know, like, do I ask her? I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going out with her friends or whatever. It was just like a whole new thing for me to learn. And on top of that, like I said, like, um, like how I didn't, like, even though I was born and raised Albanian, I don't know the culture to the T. I remember one night, and this was two weeks in, uh, she wanted to stay up a bit late. And I was dead exhausted from school. And she's like, oh, I want to stay up late. I'm like, okay, go ahead, stay up late. And she's like, well, I want you here. I'm like, well, I'm tired. I mean, it's okay. You can be here alone. It's not a huge deal. Because back at home, someone is, someone's going to stay up late. Everyone stays up late. Like, no one leaves the person <laughs> alone. And I'm like, no, it's okay. You can, uh, you, know, you can be here alone. And as soon as I turn around, I see my dad's face. Like, my dad looks at me and he tells me in English, don't worry, I'll get the, you know, I'll get the blankets and pillow ready for the couch right now. I'm like, what are you talking about? I look at her and I'm like, oh, God. I just pissed her off right now. And then uh, that entire time, like she would not talk to me. And then I'm like, why are you so upset? And then she's like, how dare you tell me I can be alone? I came here, you know, like I left my entire family for you. I'm like, wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You got to understand something here. Here in America, I was taught like that. It's not a huge deal. If you want to stay up late, you can stay up late. You don't need me here. It's does, fine. does she know what you're, what you're talking about right now? Uh, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> she's smiling over there oh, yeah. it looked like she knew <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah she knows she knows and then i'm looking at her i'm like look i just want to say i'm sorry you know i didn't mean for it to be like this bad and of course you know this is her like first time in america where she's barely made like two weeks and she would not talk to me the entire night she just turned her back went straight to sleep and that was it and i'm like Oh boy. Okay. Do I have a lot to learn right now? But like, <laughs> but eventually, like you know, we sat down, we talked about it because what my wife likes to do a lot is you know, like just leave it done. It happened. It happens over. Whereas me, on the other hand, I like to talk about things. See, take out chief, not before the source small pool, and I want to come to hide is hide the bed before nine o'clock, please. The hide the but yeah, and she eventually stopped and said, like, you know, I'm still upset at you, but okay, I get it, and this is something I need to learn myself too. Do you guys want to have kids? I do it all. No, yeah. Uh, so, so no okay. stay. So, 
Yeah. Uh, she says, right now, hell no. <laughs> but like two to four years from now, once we're like financially stable, mm-hmm. I have my job. She has her job. Definitely. She'll love to have kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You too? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. You know, definitely. <laughs> Is that something that's important to your families? For my family, yes. In fact, to this day, they'll still say like, hey, you know, it's okay. You can have a few kids. We got the money. We can do this. It's fine. We will take care of them always. Don't worry about it. Your kids is our kids. And I'm like, no, dad, I want to make sure, like, no, mom and dad, I want to make sure that um, we're financially stable before we have kids. We There's a lot we need to do beforehand. So give it a minute. Uh, yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, just as much as your family does. So <laughs> how many kids do you guys want to have? Two. Oh, there she knows yeah. right away. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Yeah, one two. boy and one girl. One boy, one girl. I know. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a question? Yep. Last okay. question. What is it that your partner does that you know that they love you? she said um, what I do for her that proves that I love her so much is that I'm very understanding I'm very like, patient with her I'm very kind with her that I make her coffee that's and, a, that's important. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, yeah. In the Albanian <laughs> culture, coffee is huge. It's, it's yeah, it's it's very huge. And a quick little story. I remember the first time she cried, like she really cried, and she missed her family. She would not tell me until I finally got her to break, and she admitted, like, I miss my family. And all I did was just held her all night, and you know, she finally went to sleep. The next morning, I woke up. I looked on YouTube how to make Turkish coffee and I cut her a slice of chocolate cake and I brought upstairs to her room and I just like woke her up and just want to let you know I made that for you and I walked away. So you'd never made it before? I've never made it. I'm like, screw this. Let me, (laughs) let me try. And she says, I swear to God, it's better than what I made. (laughs) I mean, better than what she made, of course. But yeah, that's what I do for her. Mm -hmm. And she says, and I think it's all because, you know, like you're going to be a counselor and you know how to like deal with people and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, what do you think taught me? And of course, when I say, uh, uh, who do you think uh, taught me? I'm talking about Ray and Jane for the people at home. Right, because they, they didn't see you point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been interning at our company for four months, five months. Yeah, yeah something right. like that. So, what about you? For her. Yeah. She's just, she's just been very sweet with me. Like, very, very sweet with me. Very understanding. Even when she doesn't understand, like, what we Americans do. Like, she's just been very open to it. She's been very receptive of the American culture as well. And the the biggest thing that she's did for me was she was there for me when I had all that loss. The loss, you know, going through what my mom had to go through. My aunt dying, my cousin dying, and then my dog dying. Like, she was there for me. And I think that really solidified that, you know, if, you know, if we do continue on with this, I think we're going to be just okay. That is awesome. Yeah. So it, it's Benny you go by? Beanie. Beanie? Yeah. I'm just going to say Arben, okay? <laughs> it's fine. I don't care. Arben and Chezide, thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. We really appreciate you coming and telling your story. This is going to be very helpful for a lot of people out there. Thank you. 
You know, human beings have been sharing stories for thousands of years to bond and to heal and to grow. And we hope that by you guys sharing your story, it's enriched your lives and the lives of our listeners. Yeah, it definitely has. For all of you out there listening, if you have any questions or topic suggestions, again, please feel free to leave a comment or look us up online at couplesynergy.com. Until next time, synergize your life, synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Kedkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Kedkodian, along with Organizational Director Calvin Javier and Marketing Coordinator Bridget Reese. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. <laughs>